Okay. I'm going to try my best not to move at all. Okay, great. That's a good strategy. Me too. I've got my, I've got, I've made a little mic stand here with my right arm. Sick. And so I've got the uh, point of my elbow drilling down into my knee. Do I sound like a yoga instructor? And you yellow just wanna, leather, yellow leather. You just want to lean into that right elbow while keeping a string pulling your head upwards towards the sky. You'll feel it as your shoulders open up and you feel the distance between your shoulder blades shorten as your heart grows bigger and bigger. I'm completely entranced. Are you? This is the Two Girls Talking Podcast. That's not even what you're supposed to say. I do have this like secret dream where I'm some sort of yoga instructor. Oh, of course you do. I gotta guess that secret I, dream. Well, mostly I'm kind of amazed that mostly I'm curious, like every job ever. I'm like, how sure. does it work? But I even how feel could this, I do it? I even feel this way about working in a restaurant because I've never actually worked in a restaurant where I'm like, what happens after you take the order? How do you keep track of everything? What's it like in the back? Oh, yeah. How how do you keep track of everything is the singular focus of my thoughts as well. No idea. So this is our podcast show. We forgot to start it. Oh, hi, Abigail. Hi, Amanda. What's up? Um, there's You texted me some big news today. Oh, my gosh. Our I texted you our so friend, many things. Our friend Kate is pregnant. <gasps> yes. Our best friend Kate is pregnant. And by that, I mean Princess Kate. Yes. Our real best friend. Our real best friend. Our other best friend, Kate, may or may not be pregnant, but I wouldn't know because she doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, And I made what may be the world's greatest joke of all time. And well, I so what did I say? You were like, Kate is pregnant. Princess Kate is pregnant. And I was like, man, she's such a breeder because I just feel like she's really popping them out, which is impressive considering how hard pregnancy is for her. I know, but she, I think she knew what she was signed up for, you know, produce those heirs. And right now they only have one male heir. And I think that's making everyone feel very nervous. So why she's got, they don't care about boys and girls. I don't know. I just feel like she needs a couple, you know, a couple male, but, but, but I think at this point she's doing it to keep Harry away from the throne. I'm sure that he never gets a shot at being king. Why? 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 You like, Three podcasts ago, you were weaving a yarn about how they were best friends. Uh, I think something went south, and I think this is clearly an act of aggression from her against him, and she's trying to teach him a lesson about striving above his station. All right, tell me your pun. Uh, my pun was fucking ham palace, nice. which is the best pun. No, it's really good. It's so good. It's really good. I think it's I so said good. nice. You did say nice, which is hardly the... You know, parade, medals, accolades, beautiful women, shiny cars, you know, million dollar prize that it deserves. Well, then I thought to myself, we should talk about this on the podcast. That's an excellent point. We should. Maybe others will uh, heap praise upon me as I so richly deserve. I wish Um, we could call the episode Fuckingham Palace. You could, sort of. Uh, I feel like it. Suggest- you could. I feel like it suggests we're a after dark podcast. You could uh, asterisk out the F, so it just says Uckingham Palace, and I feel like it's clear what it means. Oh, I asterisk out. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. I know. And so then I said it to Afton. So Afton wrote, "Oh, if you can make that pun work for Kensington Palace, then you've really done something." Because I guess they live in Kensington. Yeah, they Palace. don't live in Buckingham Palace. But I wasn't going to throw that in your face because that's not Thanks. the point. That's not that's the point not of the pun. The point at all. No. Anyway, were you like Fuxington Palace? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not. I was going to go with Kensington Palace. <laughs> Now we're really, really devolving into after dark material. Oh, You're laughing God. so hard. I'm sorry. It just, I, because I was like, immediately, that's the first thing. She's like, you can make it work for Kensington Palace. And I was like, Kensington Palace. But I didn't say it because I was like, it's not even a good pun. I, um, 
I couldn't remember where they actually lived. I knew it wasn't at Buckingham Palace, but I was like, where is that like pretend cottage they live in with all the smoothies? I know. And then I was like, what kind of fertile smoothies are these? Oh, I mean, we could find a Refinery29 article about it, I'm sure, is in about like, eight seconds. Is this like a Clomid smoothie or what? Ew, that's such deep cuts. Gross. <laughs> you know how I love the Clomid. I know. Clomid feels, um, like, Clomid feels like magic Google drugs to have twins, to me, in my pea brain. Yeah, are you on it currently, prepping your body for the oh, inevitable? God, no. Um, Don't say the inevitable. Don't get my hopes up. I that know. I that I could a be in a relationship long enough to you know. Ever, oh, do we have ever, do we have an update to kissing corner then? No, no. I'm just saying, like the the point at which you'd be like, oh, let's breed. That feels ambitious. Well, you know the way you're manhandling that microphone on video. I feel very confident in your inevitable skills. So, as always, if I don't have a hundred videos of this, <laughs> then what am I even living my life for? Is all I say. Um, but beat. Never mind. We're not going to devolve into... Clomid cast. Nope, not this time. <laughs> not this time, listener. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to our listener, Aaron, who one of several listeners who aggressively confronted us about our lack of podcast yeah, updates. Yeah, I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, I just didn't actually realize you guys cared because no one leaves reviews on iTunes, even though we bitch about it every week. Yeah, let's turn this into a sad moment where before it was a nice moment. No, Erin did leave a review, though. Uh, yes, because she does what she's supposed to. Um, and she wrote us the nicest note just saying such sweet things about how we're a total distraction and how like yeah, she, she has get this... through anything if she has to listen to her harping yeah, no, voices. She has, and... Right. She has this really terrible drive like once a week that's just like it's long and lonely and, you know, depressing because we all have those things in our life and she sure. said and she said our podcast distracts her from all of those things and i was like what where do i find this podcast can i listen to this podcast yeah. also because i tried to listen to it today again the last episode just to see what magic i was missing and while i did laugh gentle listener um uh, what'd you laugh quite- at oh god my own stupid nonsense and the my voice was so monotone and flat the whole time i was like how do people talk to me i sound like a robot like an anger robot so this time I was like, okay, next time you're on the podcast, remember to make your voice musical. Make it interesting. Do interesting things with your voice. Oh, I'm so excited for what's I, about I feel to- like Kirk. I feel like Kirk on Gilmore Girls all of a sudden. Speaking of Gilmore Girls. Oh, my God. Is it tomorrow that it drops? I know. I think it's Friday. Drops. Like an album by Ja Rule in the 90s. Ugh. Oh, I talk about stuff dropping all the time for my job. Your single is dropping, is dropping. Yeah, we're like, oh, we're like, stay tuned, new vid, dropping Tuesday. Keep it locked. For the kids, the five-year-olds yes. that this is yes. for. Um, hey, man, we're hip. We're Mr. Rogers meets Jay-Z. Oh, wow. Not, um, to, not to steal a line from our pitch deck or anything. Nice. That's a second-level CTA reference. Perfect. Pitch just, deck. Just for you. Aaron, I hope you enjoyed that. Aaron, do you love our insider tech talk? Is that really what makes it so exciting to listen to this podcast? It's like shallow insider tech talk. Uh, No, it's not even inside the door. It's like standing in the foyer of tech, muttering. It's like the vestibule where you get your money out of the ATM, but like the bank is closed and we're like... And it costs $6 to get your money out of there because it's like a casino. Yes. Yeah. That, that and it's is kind of tech. windy and cold and there's some mud that someone should have cleaned up at some point and no one has. And you're just kind of like, this is dirty and dumb. And you're like, why am I here in this vestibule? Is it to get all my money stolen? Or yes. And to, cor- tech. and to constantly, right. And to be constantly looking over my shoulder at someone trying to steal my pin number. Yes. Just I don't like think tech. I could go deep enough into this metaphor. I will take us down to the very depths of hell to get to the bottom of this metaphor. Working in tech is awful. Yeah. I mean, I find myself saying things on a regular basis that I just want to look in the mirror and be like, shut up. You are saying the dumbest stuff right now. Can you give me an example? Um, Like just about clarifying our unique selling proposition and making sure that in the market we are unique and blah, you know, just all that stuff that you're like, oh, I'm an adult in a meeting and people are listening to me and I'm talking right now and it's the worst thing that's ever happened. And I want to individually apologize to everyone at the t- table and be like, I have dreams too. I'm like you. 
I'm I, not like them. Sometimes I feel like them that is us. Sometimes I feel like it's easier to use the 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 language, right? Jargon. Yeah. Yeah, because shared language like right. we can all be assholes in our shared language together and, and not I have was, to be assholes in real life and i was uh sending a newsletter for my job which isn't really tech but it overlaps and sometimes my boss is like calls us a tech company and i'm like but i don't want to work for a tech company don't call us that and um mailchimp this is not an ad but mailchimp if you want us to if you're listening mailchimp mailchimp we're here for you bae um, that was Mail- so scary. Mailchimp has a feature where you uh... also this definitely what I can see of my own self right now. I look like one of those hostage videos where an American <laughs> journalist has been kidnapped <laughs> in the Middle East and they're given a microphone and they're told they have like five minutes to relay a message <laughs> back home. And- what to say and it definitely looks like i haven't seen light or my family or showered and like i'm trying to remember how to speak english after months and months of not speaking english like this video is scaring me and i can it's me it's me um a that's my joke life moment a please hold up a newspaper to show that you're still alive i so wish i had a a piece of trash lying around (laughs) B, um, your audio quality is dropping too. Sorry. Is this better? No, it's not you, it's the connection or whatever's happening over there. It's clearing are- it's clearing up. Maybe we just needed to get through a tough point where someone was downloading like Napster songs. <laughs> we work in tech, by the way. <laughs> no, we work in the best of hip hop. Wait, let me drop some cool knowledge on you is what I was trying to say. <laughs> oh, somebody stop me. Okay, please. your connection's better now. All right, back on track. So I was sending this e-newsletter at MailChimp, and MailChimp has this feature where... <laughs> don't laugh at me. Where it chooses uh, what time to send your email based on when your subscribers are most likely to open it based on previous whatever. And I was telling my boss, like, hey, heads up, like, they have this feature, so it's going to be sending at a time that's optimized best for our users. And I kind of hated myself for saying something like optimized best for our users when it's like a happy Thanksgiving message to parents and teachers. But it was the least amount of words. Yeah. So, like, it's like a back and forth where I'm like, well, that makes sense. Let's, you know. Let's send the email at the time that people are going to read it. Let's, you know, and you can, like, dumb it down. Let's sell newspapers in the morning when people need a newspaper. Whatever. Like, it's the same principle, but tech makes it sound so douchey. Yeah. I dated a guy once who got so mad when I... (laughs) He was in a band, and I was helping with some marketing for the band, and I started calling the listeners users. He got real mad. Oh, we do that with our Etsy store. Everyone's a user. Everyone's a user. And it's not... I'm a user. It's fine. It's not what, personal. What are you using? Um, No, I mean, just in general, you know? Whenever I buy something, I'm somebody else's user. We're all just users in the great game of tech. It's true. We're using Skype right now. We're one of the monthly actives that they're counting, you know? Yes. This is boring. <laughs> I'm bored. I know. I'm bored, too. It's screener season. I've been getting stacks and stacks of movies, but nothing super good, which is super annoying. Although I did see La La Land, which is widely, um, it's Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone singing and dancing their way through LA. Yeah, I was going to say people are in that. Yeah, people are in it and it's, everyone thinks that it's going to win like best picture and best this and best that. And the first joke that I thought of 20 minutes into the movie was more like Blah Blah Land. And I was so proud of myself and I couldn't stop thinking about when the movie would be over so I could tweet it. And then I felt like that was douchey so I didn't do it in the end. But also the whole time the movie was going, I thought to myself, oh, I forgot how much I hate singing and dancing together. So yeah, that I was, movie is I was, not very fun. I was wondering if the movie was actually boring or if it's just, you know, you hating the genre. I know. It's really hard to tell, but I think it was actually boring. What was that other movie they were in together? I had opinions about it with They've Michael been in so Scott. Many no, the one with Michael Scott. Yeah, I was thinking about it the other day. I that something about that movie made me unhappy. 
Yeah, Marissa Tomei was in it too. What made me unhappy? I mean, it could have been anything. It didn't make any sense. Also, it all came together in the end and like, oh, that was her boyfriend and that's her dad's friend and that's this and that. It was dumb. Yeah. I mean, those things alone I don't like. Um, but then I also think, I don't know, there was like glorification of womanizing. Is that something that went on? Yes, because he was like teaching him how to like get girls and stuff like that. But he after just... His divorce. Was he divorced or he was just in a fight? I think maybe he was just separated. Yeah, I think so. And so I was like, why? Like, you know, as usual, me and my marriage Michael Scott, principles. what are you? I know, right? I watched The Office today. Oh, how was it? Um, It was good. I laughed out loud really hard. Aww. Uh, I want to watch it. Maybe I'll watch some Thanksgiving episodes. At this one joke. Office doesn't have that many Thanksgiving. They have more Christmas. Yeah, I know. Um. So this one joke where Daryl is doing um, warehouse safety training Mm -hmm. and he says they have to do it every year or after an accident and they've never made it a full year without an accident. And then he says the last time there was an accident, he was like up on the ladder on a really high shelf getting something down and an office worker who will remain nameless pulled the ladder out from under him leaving him hanging from the whatever he was getting uh-huh and the office worker said and then it cuts to michael with the punchline hey daryl how's it hanging so good so genius and i laughed really hard i recently watched i recently watched the clip where uh, dwight decides to do the a fire training with all of them and he like locks them all in there and sets things on fire and everyone is like freaks out and ends up like throwing stuff out the windows and breaking doors and it's just a nightmare and it's five minutes long and it's so funny see i like what i appreciate about the office is when they're in the office and stuff like this happens that when they go outside it's kind of i'm just like uh eh, eh. even though people love like booze cruise and dinner party and whatever Oh, yeah. Dinner Party is such a good episode. I watched that one today, too. Oh, it's so good. When he puts the St. Pauli's girl sign back up. Yep. And they're all, like, cast in the blue light of the blue clear sign. <laughs> I love how always our TV talk is always at least three years old, if not more. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah, that's, like, that's probably, like, six years old now, that episode. Yeah. It's from season five, so. Or maybe, yeah, five, I I've think. been watching a new show that- I really like if I can do TV talk of current TV. I mean, you can try. I I, I don't know who you're going to talk about it with, but I'll uh, blink. Ah, uh, yeah, you, you're so blurry right now. Who knows what you're blinking at? But I'll take it. So the show's called Man Seeking Woman, and it's an FX show with Jay Baruchel. I hate it who already. One time, one time I interviewed him, and he said that I was a really good interviewer, so we're pretty much best friends, and I need to support my friends and their work. I remember uh, when you bragged to me about this interview, and I said, oh, who's Jay Baruchel? And you were so mad. You were like, uh, he's in blah and blah and blah, and I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. You're like, number one, I'm sorry I ever spoke to you, ever. Number two, I'm sorry I asked this question. Yeah, I was like, I, was Three, like, I'm, I'm I wasn't sorry. trying to undermine his compliment. That's okay. Certain other people I know often will be like, who is that? Like, it's too hard to understand anything about pop culture at all. Like, it's Im- crushing them somehow. So I get overly defensive about that Today stuff. Today I am told I, you a name am of I someone. to know who that is? Today I told you the name of someone that I thought you would have opinions about. And you were like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, which feels like a blessing, kind of. Like an early Thanksgiving treat when someone's like, you probably have opinions about this person. That can't be good. That can't be like a winning thing. No one's like, here's something you'd love. It's always like, man, this guy, am I right? No, because this is... So I was talking about the new Gimlet show, Homecoming, which is a drama starring David Schwimmer. <laughs> he's actually just one Sorry, of the... Sorry, my face froze. He's just one of the characters. David Cross is in it, too. I feel like you love him. He's fine. And then Amy I, Sedaris. Yeah. I don't remember who else is in it. But All um, the old people, yeah. I got really turned off of him after watching his special with um, Bob Odenkirk where they showed them in the writer's room and it was all 40-year-old white men and laughing hysterically at stuff that wasn't funny. And then I watched all the episodes of the show that those 40-year-old white men wrote and none of it was funny. And Great. I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, why was this even on TV? 
<sighs> anyway. But yeah, I, I watched or I, I listened to two episodes of Homecoming and I thought to myself, I feel like Amanda wouldn't like this unless she's an Eli Horowitz fan. I don't tend to like um, story podcasts very much. Except but I also don't tend to like drama podcasts or, um, and I don't really like podcasts where they talk about interesting things or science or uh, English history or fiction or, I guess I don't like podcasts anymore. I have a good murder podcast for you. An episode. What Not, is it? Okay. So uh, it's on the podcast Sword and Scale. And their last two episodes, episode 79 and episode 80, um, they cover this the this guy who's called the Craigslist killer. Um and, Georgia and Karen talk about him sometimes. Oh, do they? Um and he was like he had a girlfriend and stuff and like he did it all secretly. Like she had no idea that he was Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not just a girlfriend, they were engaged. They like had a wedding website and everything. Like stuff like that. Does that make you wonder? Would I be able to tell if? Yeah. Like, well, and that's killer. Like, yeah. Do you think you'd be able to tell? Um. Do yeah, other people just yeah. not notice things? No, I do think I- I'd be able to tell because here's the thing. So <clears throat> you should really listen to it because it has all the police interviews ah! with the two of them because they pull him over on the road once they once they're pretty sure it's him they pull him over on the road and ask him to come in for questioning and she's with him and so they question her too and she has of course no idea and they're like you know where like what are your days look like what are your nights look like whatever 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 and she's like well he's gone and then he comes home with blood all over him but other than that very normal (laughs) she's like well we're getting him married in new jersey where my parents live so i spend like one to two weeks there oh do you a month (laughs) And they're like, where do you get money? And she's like, oh, his student loans. Because he, he's like robbing people to get money. Oh. And she's like, she's like, oh, his student loans. He's always complaining about how we don't have money. Um, and they're like, but you're going to the casino? It's just, Did they it, think she was in on it? Um, I think they didn't know one way or the other. Um, I think via the questioning, it was clear she wasn't. Um, but you, but you should definitely listen to it. It's epic. Okay, and I, I think, I don't, I don't think I would be fooled by something like that at all because I would, I have something to tell you, Abigail. I would be able to, identify- I'm the angel list killer. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's some more tech jokes for you folks. Um, I can do a solid five minutes of stand-up based on tech jokes alone, which you, nobody wants. The Angelus killer who kills dreams. Yeah, that's me. Actually, yes, that is me. Um, so I would notice inconsistencies, and I would notice missing time frames, and I would notice lies. Like, I just, I can pick up on a lie, like, nine times out of ten. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. And, like, especially if it's an ongoing secret life. (laughs) I'm pretty good at picking those out, too. It's just, like, it's just, like, there's always, there, like, my brain, I think probably it's just because my memory is really good. And I'm, and I tend to be, like, an archivist. Yeah, you have incredible memory. I was, I was actually telling, I was telling my therapist this the other day. (laughs) What? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, just on Westworld, the robots remember things perfectly. Like, they don't have, like, and in last night's episode, someone was, like, Oh yes, our memories are flawed. We're human. We forget things. But you remember everything perfectly as if it actually happened. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's like Abigail." I know, I'm the worst. Um, mm-hmm. I was telling my therapist the other day that I know like what her schedule is outside of my session with her. Like I have a general idea of when she works and when she goes to school and when she's at home simply because I've been seeing her twice a week for a year and a half and so I know like when we're booking our time like oh when are we going to meet next week yeah I know when she's not available and when she is available and it's not Mm -hmm. like I'm writing in a notebook or even thinking I don't even think about it I'm not like dude this used to happen with me and people like sharing random information and if I didn't know that much about them I would remember it and so they'd be like oh yeah my second cousin Elizabeth or whatever and then five months later they'd be like well my cousins are coming to town I'm like oh is Elizabeth coming and they're like 
how do you know that? Why do you know? And I'm like, oh, well, you mentioned it five months ago, which now seems a lot weirder than it did four minutes ago. Sorry. Just try to take an interest in your life, okay? Right. Like, I'm like, I know so little about you that what I do remember is very vivid. I apologize. But yes, I've had an experience like I that. I had some questions for you about Thanksgiving food. If oh, you yes. Care to, um, actually, I was going to ask you about what your favorite, which, yeah, which are like very favorite, because um, we recently went to a Thanksgiving dinner together. We did. That was so fun. And You need to point the microphone at your face, by the way. Like, so that the center of the microphone goes to where your mouth is. Hello. And thank you. Much better. And uh, I thought that the sweet potato pie with pecans on top, I thought that was so good. And I haven't had that before. And I just was like, that's my favorite thing I've eaten here. And I only got a little piece of it. So yeah, I didn't have any of that. Yeah, I was going to see what you thought was like your but, favorite food there. But there and then is also- going to be that there is going to be that where I'm having Thanksgiving tomorrow. Um, so good. It wasn't originally on the three tabbed spreadsheet. Uh-huh. And then one of the people that comes here for Thanksgiving every year was like, wait, what about the sweet potatoes? And so then it got re-added. And it's much like, I don't know if you remember this, but the first Friends Thanksgiving episode ever, it's like they all are supposed to go home to see their families and there's like a big storm and no one can get out of town. And so Monica's like, I'll cook dinner for everyone. And everyone has like their different mashed potatoes oh, their special they want. Things yeah. They want. Yeah. I saw a funny thing. People.com was doing a live Facebook video where they made the trifle the way that uh, Rachel made it. The traditional English trifle with meat. That tastes like feet. Yeah. They were making it just the way that she did. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. That is is pretty Uh, So what's your favorite? If you had to have the perfect like Thanksgiving dinner, what would be the things on yours? Okay. Uh, Cranberry sauce. Green bean casserole with like the mushrooms and stuff. Um mashed potatoes gravy peas and carrots stuffing turkey yeah i think you got it all and rolls rolls forever yes speaking of do you have any tips on how to stuff the rolls okay so i have some information on the rolls that we have here at my longtime thanksgiving uh destination uh so grandma dawn gets the Bridgeford Parker House rolls from the frozen section of the grocery store. And they're like a little larger and she cuts them in half. And this dough is already, the dough's already made, but you get it and you let it defrost and you let it rise and then you bake them. Um, so she cuts the Parker House roll in half and then each half she rolls into a little ball. And then she takes three balls and pushes them together like in a triangle, and puts that in a cupcake pan. Okay. And then when you bake it, according to package instructions, it rises out and it looks like a, like, pull-apart roll. Yeah, for sure. I was Um, just wondering what to stuff it with, too. And so then, now, do you want to stuff before you bake or after? Oh, I have no idea. I was instructed to get information about whatever it was you were talking about. So I feel like there was some discussion at the Thanksgiving we were at about King's Hawaiian rolls and how they're perfect for putting stuff in them. But I don't think they're cooked with the stuff in them, are they? No, they're not. Like, ignore everything you know about King's Hawaiian rolls. It's useless. Well, I just think that's like that was the conversation I mildly tried to involve myself in and then backed out, which I remember today when I saw Grandma Dawn taking the rolls out of the oven. I was like, oh, I tried to have a conversation about these. Um, But because they pull apart so easy, you can pull it apart, put stuff in it, and munch 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 but it's not like a sandwich oh it's not stuffed with like cheese or garlic or anything no you could do that i just haven't done it but you could easily do that like any stuffed roll recipe would work with this dough okay got it but that's how it came up because there were some king's hawaiian stuffed roll argument right do you have any ridiculous Thanksgiving stories? Uh, 
I don't think I have a single one. I got in a fight with my mom once on Thanksgiving. Was I there? I feel like I was. you. No, you weren't there. I've been there on several occasions of fights. Per I know, se. I know, you have been, but this was this was. <laughs> and they've ruined my holidays every time. No, we don't. So. We, you're never there for holidays. I feel well, just the one holiday, just the one. That was all I needed. <laughs> I'm just saying, all the other fights weren't on holidays. Oh, that's true. All right, memory, memory palace. Sorry, I know. Um, yeah, I got in a fight with her. It was Thanksgiving. It was just her and I, and we were going to a restaurant. And I, so what I remember is that I got really upset about the menu. Like it was, I don't know. Like I, so the reason, like what I remember is that, um, it wasn't Thanksgiving-y enough. Oh, I would get mad about that too. It was like fancy. Oh, but it wasn't like, yeah, Thanksgiving. I mean, it was like fancy Thanksgiving and I was like, I want my stuffing. Mm -hmm. Um, and but I like I look back on it and I'm like, why was I so mad? Well, you must have been mad about something else, Ex- obviously, right. right? And I was writing like I was writing like a like Thanksgiving memoir chapter thing, whatever. Um, where I was, it was like you know threading together all of my different Thanksgiving experiences. That, that sounds depressing. Oh yeah, no, my whole memoir is a shit show. and interesting to no one else because it involves like so many memories um but did you ever dress up wait wait i'm not done with my depressing story oh i mean i just thought we'd move on to some you know con some cool con yeah i think it was like for whatever reason i was obviously mad about something else i was placing some high value on the food because you know I what else is life about well sure, and I don't have it. any like significant Thanksgiving traditions or like people or anything and so for some reason I was dealing with that by clinging to this restaurant menu and also you know <laughs> carrying some sort of baggage about my mom which welcome to my life so sure did I ever dress up as a pilgrim obviously I went to school for all of my years and all we did every year was have all sorts of Thanksgiving related programming I dressed up as a pilgrim. I dressed up as an Indian. All of the above. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Did you ever dress up? Um, I don't think so because we didn't do like plays or anything because I didn't go to school. So I never really got a chance to, but I did lots of crafts about Ooh, Thanksgiving. Like tell me. Making, um, well, I would do, we had like special, because my mom loves special stuff for every holiday kind of, and my dad really does too. So we have special little figurines that I'm sure they have lost or gotten rid of because they hate me. Um, figurines that you made or like figurines that no. you, like little moments, precious moments. What is it? Oh, no. They were like hand carved out of wood and they looked very cool. They were like very rustic and um, like you'd find them on Etsy. They're cool looking. Uh and they got them in Palm Springs or something a long time ago. And we had a giant turkey-shaped gravy boat. And we would have Thanksgiving dinner. And I would make the, you know, turkey hand print thing. Only I would do a really good job. And it would look super dope. Uh, I want to I see that. I know. I'm thinking about buying some flowers and doing, like, a Thanksgiving flower arrangement. Because that's kind of all that brings me joy anymore in life is uh, arranging flowers. So... And every single time I do, I think to myself, oh, I wish I could do this as a full-time job. That would be great. And someone was like, you can. And I was like, <laughs> no. You can, cool story. but it's bad hours. And it doesn't yeah. pay much. No. I'm not for that world. Some of my friends are going to Yosemite this weekend, so I had them take Diana a care package. Oh, that's cute. Stuff from Trader Joe's, and I put in like some, you know, cranberry stuffing and different little things from Trader Joe's, so she can have some Thanksgiving times. It's Make Jane's me birthday. A care package. No, um, oh, you're so mean. No, when you ship, so I mean, my, none of my sisters are coming home. What? When, when you I ship, ship me something for Etsy, I want something care package in it too. Okay, I will. I don't know when that'll be. I haven't gotten an order from you yet. Oh, no. I'll be gone this whole weekend, too, because they're producing a movie I wrote. What? Crazy. Yeah. What's it about? Um, Are you allowed to talk based- about it on air? <laughs> sure. It's not a secret. There's not an NDA. Um, 
No. So this girl, Kaylin Davidson, uh, came to me with the idea like a year ago, and she had this whole story idea for this girl who feels like she's on the wrong side of 25. She's about to turn 30, and she doesn't feel like she has any potential left, and she doesn't have a relationship, and just all that stuff that people feel so much pressure about already. So I wrote a I wouldn't know anything about that. (laughs) Yeah, just the darkness of the abyss staring back at me. Um, And so I wrote her the script and she really liked it and added to it a little bit. And she's going to be directing it this weekend. But we met for, well, it was supposed to be like an hour yesterday and ended up being like three or four hours to talk about just doing everything. And I felt it was so funny because she was like asking me for advice about directing. And I was like, I'm a fraud. Don't ask me. (laughs) But also here's 800 ideas I have about how you should do things. Um, And I think we solved some good problems and I think, yeah, it'll be good, but it'll be, I was really looking forward to being back on set again, as dumb as it is. So I think it'll be fun. How exciting. I know. That reminds me. Kind of a bummer because I was hoping to spend this whole Thanksgiving break doing my own writing, but you know, whatever. That can wait, I guess. Writing sucks. Take your out, man. I know. I know. Friday is like the only day I have off, though, technically. Uh, And in the morning, I have to work, so. (laughs) So, no days off. So, no days off. Um,. So talking about a 30-year-old and their dreams and whatever reminded me I have, like, some trailer talk. (gasps) Tell me. So I had my favorite night in the trailer so far a few days ago, and I spent each of the last five nights in a different location, which means I traveled every day with the trailer. And so now I feel like such a badass who knows like exactly what she's doing. And I feel like my cats are getting used to the torture that is going into the crate, going to the truck, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it's good times. My um, That's exciting. That's so good to hear that the cats are getting acclimated to it. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're still not happy, but um, when I put them in the crate, they they don't resist as much and they ate some of their treats while being in the crate yesterday which they've never done before they're always just like that's like, good grayson yeah. just jumped down like he knew i was talking about him like he got shy no like he was like what's going on down here i hear i hear we're talking treats i hear we're talking crates <laughs> Crates and trades. Crates and treats. Those are some of the words I know. Um and then like after we got here um to where we're at, we were here last night and then for the next couple nights. And I took the crate to the trailer and opened the crate door. And when they walked out of the crate into the trailer, they didn't run and hide. They were like, Oh, Oh, that's so good. Yeah, they were like, Oh good, our home and they went and like ate food and started cleaning themselves. So I was like, okay, they still hate it, but at least they know, like, this is our life. We do this thing where we get in the crate and then we go in the trailer. Um, which yeah, is, they'll get you. They'll get so used to it which that is it won't even be really, a problem, right? Which is all really good because it was really stressing me out how awful they were making the whole traveling experience. Because I kept having to move back trips like hours and days and stuff because getting them out of the trailer was such a hassle. Yeah. That sucks. So I well, I've overcome that barrier now. Good, good. That's good. I had to tape up some doors, which they're pretty mad about, but whatever. They'll live. Hi. Do you guys how do you know that I'm talking about you? Both of them are like pawing and kneading the air and stuff. Little weirdos. Totally. Um, and then my favorite Where do you guys be spending Christmas, do you know? On the road? Um, I haven't yeah, I mean always on the road. I haven't made an official decision yet. I kind of think I'll end up having dog sitting clients. Um, uh-huh. So. Oh, wait. I was going to ask you, too. So when you put all your hashtags on your Instagram posts of your cute trailer, yes. do you go look at all the other people that are on those hashtags? Yeah. And do I don't have like people you follow and people you're like, oh, we should be trailer friends. Yeah. I don't look every time, but I include them because I like like to read those hashtags so I figure they do too um and I like it was because of Instagram that I learned about like living in a trailer and stuff um so the 
the person the the family that I've been following forever is called Molly Mish. Um, and they had an Airstream and now they're in like this little tiny truck camper so they can go on like back roads and stuff that they couldn't go on with their Airstream trailer. And then there's there's like a couple other people that I follow and I probably add like at least one other like f- full-time RVer a week um, that I just find from the hashtags and stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones out there. I was yeah. looking through this morning. That's yeah, Kate told me that the other day. She was like, I always click on the hashtags to see what else is out there. Yeah. Yeah, I saw one guy who had this just beautiful like a similar trailer size to yours and his was just so cute. It was like mint and purple or something, like wow. really like cute cute colors and it looked so cute inside and I was just like, "Man, that's awesome." Yeah. It 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 totally makes me start like dreaming about my next trailer or like what I can do with this trailer. I know, right? Yeah. I know. I was like, I want to get a trailer. And then I was like, you have, you have too many things. You have to throw away everything you own. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, so my favorite night so far in the trailer was I stayed at a winery. So there's this thing called harvest hosts where not an ad where, but, Harvest House, if you're interested, you know where to find us. <laughs> Mail Kemp. Mail Kemp. Uh, and you become a member, and then members get access to this directory of farms and wineries and museums where they let you park overnight with your trailer or RV. That's awesome. It's so cool. So I stayed at a winery. And it was up on top of a hill. And so I was overlooking like all of Temecula wine country. And in the more and I was the only person there. And so like after everyone left that night, it was just me. And then in the morning, the sun came up and there were hot air balloons all around. I grew up there. I'm familiar. But that is amazing. No, I'm saying it's like on the top of this isn't an ad for Chemecula. This is an ad for my trailer experience. Good, because I would never condone an ad for Temecula ever because no one should go there. It sucks. The other day I was invited to go to a movie there at the movie theater and I was like, oh, with the painted people? <laughs> and then someone popped my bubble and said, every Edwards theater has that. Oh, that is a bubble popper. I just do so distinctly a- remember the Temecula being painted like the Hollywood Hills. That's what inspired me to make movies. <laughs> <laughs> now that, that's some burying the lead. Actually, I would say that um, a lot of the movies that I saw, there used to be this thing called Art House, the Art House um, Theater in the Edwards Plaza. And they showed, you know, Punch Drunk Love and blah, blah, blah. And it was literally just one of the theaters that they had, like, in the whole thing that they had dedicated to Art House. But they put, like, a cool leather couch outside of it. And they made, like, a little fake velvet rope thing. And it looked, like, very, very cool, you know? Your dream. And And I saw, like, Miranda July's movie. I saw everything that came there because I was like, I'll probably like whatever comes to this theater. And I liked everything that I saw there. And it really was inspiring in so many ways. Like Miranda July's movie, I saw that there. Um, I saw Punch Drunk Love there. I saw so many things there, you know? Okay, so I have a Punch Drunk Love story for you. Okay, what is it? I'm ready. Uh, So my brother was a huge Adam Sandler fan growing up. Uh-huh. So I've seen <laughs> I've seen Big Daddy more times than probably any other movie in the entire world. That's crazy. I can quote I've never it. seen it. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, can, I know. You've told me yeah, so many times. I can yeah. quote it verbatim. When I showed it to Andrew Bailey when we were in college, he did that thing where he like laughed so hard. He goes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then he went past that where you just can't hear him at all. And he's, oh, and he's making he's, the wheezing noise. Yeah, and he's, and bent he's rocking over and he's back like and forth. Silent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss Andrew. Um, Andrew, if you're listening, email us. So we... He was a huge, huge Adam Sandler fan, and I, you know, enjoyed some of the some of the movies. And Punch Lug, Punch Drunk Love had just come out, and we were going to uh, Blockbuster to get a you know video to watch, and we got that one and put it in. I love that so much. And turned it off after like twenty minutes, 
And I was probably, I was 17. Yeah, I bet I was 17, which would make him 14. And we were both just Trying like, to imagine 14-year-old Jeremy trying to watch that movie is bringing me so much delight. Um, what about like self-righteous 17-year-old Abigail? <laughs> the only person less interested in watching it than 14-year-old Jeremy. Yep. Yeah, the two of us were like, uh... uh. Hard pass. And I've never seen it since. And I didn't even. Oh, it's one of Adam Sandler's like better performances, though. Like, he's a great dramatic actor. I know. I saw Spanglish. Yeah, he's very talented. And that movie was like, I was like, oh, wow, Adam Sandler. Who knew? Well, I just remember feeling like, I don't know. It's all like, I can remember the scenes, but I can't really remember the story. I remember feeling like everyone was like depressed and making terrible decisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, I and I've never seen any. Like, that's the most of any Paul Thomas Anderson movie I've seen. That's, like, the weirdest one, though. Oh, my goodness. What about... Modern Mag- Masters. What about Magnolia? Isn't that weird? No, no, not at all. Or that other one about the porn star? Oh, I mean, that one's not even that weird. Boogie Nights? Is that what it's called? Boogie Nights. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me with my P.T. Anderson triv. You're such a, you're such a movie whiz. Basically. I'm basic. I'm ready to be on that podcast. Hollywood Handbook with Hayes and Sean. Is that what it's called? I don't know, but I I used to love that. No, the one you were on, Battleship, Pretension. Oh, yes, yes. I wonder if we have any listeners from my... My turn on Battleship Pretension. Probably. They said I was such a good guest. Someone said I was like the best guest in a while. Well, they should try me out. I've seen 20 minutes of a P.T. Anderson movie. So <laughs> basically, Pretension, bring it on. Bring it on. And by 20 minutes of a P.T. Anderson movie, I mean 15 years ago when I was a teenager. And 15 is not an exaggeration. That is how many years ago it was. Oh, my God. We're so old. I know, right? So good. What's the... What's the great baking challenge? Okay, so I have so today we were watching this show on the Food Network, which is called the Holiday Baking Challenge. Uh huh. I think it's what it's called. Um, and they have these chefs, these bakers who own bakeries across America. Um, and they come on to compete in each episode. It's kind of like a Top Chef, where they have two challenges an episode, and it's all related to holiday baking. Which, A, holiday food baking is delicious. The best. And B, fun to look at. So I do enjoy the show. Well, What do you enjoy most about it? uh, Just the two reasons I just said. Beautiful, tasty treats. Today someone was making a um, dark chocolate cake with a spiced buttercream frosting. How do I get it? How yes. do I put it in my mouth? And then also there was a trifle challenge and someone made this like pear trifle that had layers of cream cheese, cream cheese filling and then spiced pear, you know, goulash. It was, everything's amazing. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, Catherine should be on it. She should. So I, um, so we were watching it and this year, so they have it every year around Christmas. And there's like, I don't know, 10 episodes or whatever. And um, there's a guy on it this year who's like very my type. Um, And so I was all excited about him because I was like, oh, he's cute. And someone was like, of course you would say that. And I was like, hey, (laughs) Uh sue me. Um, And then he's fucking ham palace. And then. (laughs) And then he said the douchiest thing. Um, he was talking about the thing that he, that he had made. And he was like, I mean, it's trendy and abstract. Kind of like me. <laughs> and I was like. You're like, well, I'm still attracted to you. Like, baking- but I'm also annoyed. Right. I was like baking Matt. I mean, on the one hand, you're hot and you're a baker with your own business. On the other hand. You on you television refer to yourself as trendy and abstract. So I mean, now I'm in a pickle. I don't know. I don't know what to do. So when's the wedding? Well, I mean, I'm waiting for him to change. Do you think it'll be trendy and abstract both? Well, I mean, obviously he's he's both of those things. 
And I mean, not to toot my own horn, Uh but I'm pretty trendy and abstract myself. I think you're just abstract. Oh yeah, no, that's that's true. Someone today was like trying to call me out for being a cat lady. And I was like, you were like, that's not even interesting. I admit to all of those yeah, things. Yeah, and Carolyn was like, I think she wants to be. And I was like, she's working towards it like a girl working for a Girl Scout badge right now. So yeah, no, <laughs> I was. You're like, not gonna. I was steal like, that. no. I was very happy when I hit about 25, and I no longer had to pretend to be cool anymore, and I could just be like, cool mom. Yeah, I slid straight into cool mom yeah. as hard as I could. Right. I'm like, not, e- not even cool mom. At this point, it's just like Waldorf school mom. Not even good. I don't get the reference. Oh, it's an education joke, but it doesn't matter. Abigail. Amanda. What's your joke life moment? All right. It's a good one. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, I've been traveling a lot with my trailer, Farabee. Uh-huh. And um, and I, when I travel, it's kind of like this little tin can bouncing behind my truck. Boink, 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 boink. Scary. Because it's very, very lightweight. Uh-huh. Um, and so stuff tends to move around a lot. So I actually do prep whenever I, like, nothing's out, everything's down on the floor, etc. Because it'll just fall over and break if I don't do that. Um. So, which is good because it actually keeps things really clean in here because everything's always tucked away in my secure cupboards. That is good. Um, well, the other day I arrived and opened the door to the trailer and walked in and there was this really strong odor Hmm. and it smelled organic. And I was like, is that like rubbing alcohol? I'm like, something spilled. Is it some sort of cleaning product? And I'm never really good at identifying smells. I just smell them. Like when, like when someone, like if you smell an herb, I could never tell you what it was. I couldn't even tell you what it was if I tasted it. Um, and so I'm like, something spilled. I wonder what it was. And I look and all my cleaning products are fine and I can't figure it out. And then I realize that it's balsamic vinegar. <laughs> because even though the balsamic was tucked away in one of my pantry cupboards, it didn't have a cap on it. Sure. Easy access. Got to get at it. And so what had happened was it had tipped over and it had all spilled out and soaked into the wood cabinet. Oh, no. And was dripping out of the cabinet like some sort of weeping rock. Very biblical. Onto like, yeah. onto like everything below it. And so what happened? I cleaned it up as best I could. And left it for dead. Basically, like, I mean, I, like, put, like, I cleaned up all the visible balsamic. Then I wiped down the cabinet. Then I, like, kind of poured water on the cabinet um, and wiped it down some more. And then I put a, like, washcloth underneath it to catch the rest of the drips. Mm Mm-hmm. But you can't even tell. Like, the cabinet looks normal. You would never know that it's, like, rotting full of balsamic vinegar. (laughs) My life is a joke. I have a good one that's really revealing, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Tell me. (laughs) So, it was the day before we got paid, and I knew my bank account had a certain amount of money in it. Let's say, shall we, uh, $12. (laughs) And... Um, I was, it was really late and I was so hungry. And so I was going to order some food and John was like, order me some dinner too. And I was like, okay, knowing that I didn't have enough money to order both of us food. So I ordered one meal and pretended I just forgot to order enough food for both of us. Amazing. (laughs) And then we got in a fight about it because I was like, well, because he said he just wanted a little bit of food and... I was like, well, if you told me you wanted more, I would have ordered more food. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. But yeah, my life is a joke. <laughs> did he know that you had, did he, does he know oh, no. this whole backstory? Of course not. So no. you're hoping he doesn't my listen poor to the planning. podcast? Yeah. No, he, I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, but Excellent. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. No, this is my safe space to just share my thoughts, feelings, hopes, dreams, emotions. Exactly. You know? No one listens. It's fine. No one listens that we oh, know of. Except I just for... remembered a, a segment I wanted to do. What? Graham again. Graham again. I would love to. Uh, because our dear friend Graham was so excited that we talked about him and his love of Teddy Conrad on our Halloween episode. Uh, I mean, we could just retell that story over and over again. And he said, I just felt like I was a main character on an international podcast. You are. We're big in Gabon. And then I figured that we should, you know, talk about him every episode. Okay. Do you have a good Graham story? If not, I can tell a Graham story. Tell a Graham story. Uh, so back when I was doing class pass, I, uh, went to this very, very fancy studio on Rodeo drive. You may remember Rodeo drive from where, uh, pretty woman, pretty was woman. shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all anyone ever knows, but also Axel Foley from Beverly Hills cop stays at the same hotel. Um, and I had never the heard the name Axel Foley in my entire life until last night was the first time. And then Are just you now you said it. Uh huh. That's so weird. Um, I feel like we have a lot of those moments. Like when I said the Latin chest tattoo thing and you were like, oh my God, so crazy. So, um, uh, anyway, so I was like doing my class and I was getting really sweating, terrible, gross looking. And I left my class and I was like, oh, Graham's working a couple doors down. I'll walk over and visit him. But I'm holding all of my gym clothes in like a plastic bag from the drugstore and I look probably like a crazy person who's been working out and I'm not like cute. Like, with, oh, my kicky little ponytail is just like dripping sweat and all that right. stuff. And so I walk into the Bally store where Graham works, like which the is, fanciest yeah, store of fancy, all time. High end lux- luxury leather goods. So beautiful and nor- like gorgeous, gorgeous. No one's in there except other like very fancy people. And the doorman is like, who are you? What are you doing here? Basically. But like in the nicest way possible. I like and that I was you like, called him the doorman because security is what Graham calls him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, security then. But he just seemed like the nicest doorman. Um, Graham, and got, I was like, Graham got the last doorman is- fired. Because <laughs> he was talking to the customers too much. Oh, that's something Graham will not stand for. No. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm here to see Graham. And he was like, all right. I'm sure I got Graham a stern talking to for allowing such unmentionables into the store. Uh, but Graham came and saw, found me and was, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm a mess. I just want to come say hi. He's like, no, of course, no problem at all. And like swans around the whole store showing me every <laughs> beautiful thing. Treats me like I'm the fanciest customer there being like, oh, and what do you think about this jacket? Oh my goodness. You know, like selling me on everything. And he's like, you know, we do have these cute shoes. And I'm like, Graham, I carried my belongings here in a plastic bag from the Rite Aid. I don't think I'm, what would you say, your target user? Yeah, no. no. But anyway, I had such a nice time visiting Graham at the store, and it lifted my spirit so much that day. So, that's anyway, Graham's the best. Yeah, I I visited him there once, too. I also hadn't showered in, (laughs) I don't know, a week. Um, That's how we do. And I had my giant handbag, which I had stuffed with cheese and crackers and beer because I thought (laughs) that he'd be getting off soon. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's go take a stroll and drink. And he was like, I can't. I have to work. Yeah, basically. Or he had some dumb plans. But yes, he swanned around the store. Oh, he was with a client. So I walked in and I said, is Graham working today? Which is what clients say. So I thought I could like get a pass. Um, But he was with another client. So I um, talked to him briefly, but he had to go sell, you know, a $2,000 jacket. So like you do. So, hey, listeners, if you need any um, really fancy stuff and a really good consultation, stop and see Graham at the Bally store. In uh, Beverly Hills. Also, I was going to say, if you wanted us to talk about you on the podcast, just let us know and we'll do a corner devoted to you as well. Because we're attention whores and we'll do anything for feedback. Yes. Speaking of feedback, you can find us on the web, twogirlstalking.club. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Podbean. Uh, We're one of the rising podcasts on both of those international services, if you will. 
rate us, review us, uh, leave a review, a comment of some sort, a poem, your hopes, dreams, wishes, fears, thoughts, feelings. Yes. Um, On our website, club. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yes. Preach. <laughs> Be well. Bye. That's what John Kim says at the end of our podcast. Be well. All right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like CTA that. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, I have to go find some food. I'm okay, gonna die. Do you see how cute my cat is right now? Prepare for me. The great big ice cream Sunday from out of space. I stuffed my face because it was free. When I was finished, its its size was not diminished. The great big ice cream sundae from outer space was in a place prepared for me. Is we want to have things to cut out of this podcast. We want to make it clear what they are. All of this previous to this point. There.